Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey there, Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast listeners. There are tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a few of them, and some of you may have even used a VPN before. But I like to do research on my sponsors, and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their service to log any of your info. Second is speed. I've tried lots of VPNs in the past. Many slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for the past three months, and my internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you do not have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app and click one button to connect. It's so easy, even your grandparents could do it. Full disclosure, I don't think my grandmother can do it. She can barely use the contacts function on her cell phone. Anyways, so protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash hoopball today, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Visit expressvpn.com slash hoopball to learn more. Now, on with the show. The following is a hoopball presentation. Well, 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 Bulls fans. Bulls basketball is finally back, sort of. And last night's performance was basketball, sort of. Welcome to the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoopball Network. I am the host of this program, Greg Moraz. We are brought to you by ExpressVPN, Manscaped, and MyBookie. So I want to do a recap after every game this season, and that includes the preseason games, because I believe that preseason basketball is a really good indicator for where the team is, where the team might be going, and what pieces are going to be impactful moving forward. So let's start off first just with who Billy Donovan put out there in the starting lineup. The starting lineup was the starting lineup that I expected. Kobe White at point guard, Zach Levine at the two guard, Wendell Carter Jr. started in the middle, Otto Porter Jr. at the three, Laurie Markkinen at the four. Pretty typical, I would expect, for the lineups you're going to see out on the floor most of the time this season. A couple of other significant notes in terms of minutes played. Rookie Patrick Williams played 25 minutes off the bench. Tomas Sadaransky played 26 minutes off the bench. Chandler Hutchison played 20. Daniel Gafford played 17. And a lot of guys ended up playing in this game. Noel Vonley played, Ryan Archidiakono played, Zach Norvell, who's a two-way guy, he played. Devon Dodson played just seven minutes. He was less than impressive. And Luke Cornett played. And I really hope that we don't have to see any more of Luke Cornett at all this year because he was just downright bad. 
Luke Cornett is bad. I don't want to insult his ability as a basketball player or his livelihood. I'm not an NBA caliber player. Never have been. Never will be. But Luke Cornett does not belong on an NBA roster. He belongs on a G League roster. And the Chicago Bulls are probably going to have to use him a decent amount considering that Cristiano Felicio did not play at all yesterday. That was a coach's decision per ESPN. Garrett Temple tested positive for COVID-19, so he is not with the team at the moment. Denzel Valentine did not play because he strained his hamstring during training camp. So you've got some pieces that are out, mainly Temple and Valentine. I'm not really concerned about Cristiano Felicio at this point. He is of absolutely no consequence to what the Bulls do. He's $7.5 million that they're basically just going to have to wait out on this year. And once he's gone, he's gone. There's no reason why you need to stretch his contract out. Just let it sit, let it brew. And I'll say this, it's a preseason game, but the Bulls were never in it. The Rockets opened up a 14-2 lead in the first quarter inside the first three minutes. Bulls trailed 14-2, and they were never really in this game. They got as close in the first quarter was at the end of the quarter when they got it to within 11 on an Otto Porter Jr. 19-foot pull-up jumper with 17.7 seconds left to go. The point is, is that the Bulls were really never in this game. And the fact that they lose to the Rockets, I didn't give the final score yet. They lose to the Rockets 125-104. Bulls got outscored in the first quarter 37-26, got outscored in the second quarter 31-22. So your score at halftime was 68-48. You're down 20 at halftime in your first preseason game. Not great, Bob. And after the third quarter, you were down 30 as the Rockets scored 34 points and the Bulls scored 24. The Rockets were without James Harden, who more than likely is going to be traded at some point because he would rather be partying in strip clubs than actually be a part of the basketball team. He's made it known that he wants out of Houston and basically is just doing everything possible in order to get out of Houston. And P.J. Tucker was not on the floor because he is in a contract dispute. So the Rockets got significant contributions from DeMarcus Cousins who in 15 minutes had 14 points, 5 rebounds, 5 of 7 shooting, 3 of 4 from beyond the arc. If DeMarcus Cousins is healthy, he is going to be a valuable addition to this Rockets team and keep them competitive. John Wall, in his first appearance in a Rockets uniform, scores 13 points on 6 of 10 shooting, 9 assists, and 5 rebounds. So a really good start for John Wall. But this is a Chicago Bulls podcast. I want to focus on a couple of the things that I saw from the Bulls. Defensively, they were not good. Houston is a team that's going to shoot a ton of threes, and they did. They made 24 threes on 52 attempts. So if you're shooting 46.2% from three, that means that you are not closing out on guys on the perimeter well. And Houston moves the ball well. You know, I think without James Harden in the lineup and John Wall running the point, Houston under Steven Silas is going to run a different type of offense than what you saw with the James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and for that matter, the James Harden, Chris Paul, Houston Rockets, where you're going to get a lot of iso ball. I think that the Rockets are going to be a much better coached team moving forward. I'm not saying that Mike D'Antoni is a bad coach, but I'm saying that Mike D'Antoni coaches a certain style and Steven Silas is going to coach a more sustainable style of basketball. But yeah, that's my first takeaway is that the Bulls were not good defending the three. 
And that's something that is going to have to improve moving forward. They have another chance against the Rockets on Sunday night in order to improve upon that. My second takeaway, they are going to let Wendell Carter Jr. shoot. This was Wendell Carter Jr.'s stat line. 19 minutes, 4 points, 1 of 7 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3-point range, 7 rebounds. Okay, Wendell Carter Jr. is somebody that everybody that is a Bulls fan and everybody that covers the Bulls wants to see shoot more threes. I don't want Wendell Carter Jr. having a majority of his shots be from beyond the arc. All right, if he's improving his shot, great. But I would rather have everybody else in that starting lineup be shooting three-pointers before I see Wendell Carter Jr. shoot a three-pointer. Laurie Markkinen had a solid game. He was 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. Kobe White, Zach Levine, each 2 of 4 from beyond the arc. Otto Porter Jr. was 1 of 3. Wendell Carter Jr. should not be shooting five threes in a game. Or rather, he should not be shooting five threes in a game if he's not making any of those threes. The thing about it for me is this. Let him shoot, but if he doesn't have it, have him go back into that traditional post position. He's a more athletic post player, but don't have him be sitting out on the perimeter the whole time. It doesn't do you much good. My next takeaway from this game is that Kobe White is going to be the starting point guard by hook or by crook. He had six assists, 15 points. He was the Bulls' leading scorer. Five of 11 shooting, two of four from three, three of three from the free throw line. Kobe White is going to be this team's starting point guard. Billy Donovan is going to give him every opportunity to run the offense and play the point, which I think is a good idea. Tomas Sadoransky had a really solid night off the bench, scoring 11 points on 3 of 5 shooting in 26 minutes with 6 assists and 7 rebounds. My thing with the Bulls is that if you are confident that you have two guys that can run the offense, one as a starter, one as a bench player, you are going to be able to develop the rest of your team that much more effectively. We knew that Tomas Sadoransky could run the point, but didn't necessarily view him as a starting point guard. I thought that they were going to have to go out and get another point guard. They decided to stay internal and make Kobe White into that true point guard. Now, he's going to be more of a combo guard in theory, but for the most part, they're going to have him run the point, which I think is good for his development. I think it's good to define what he is going to be as a player. So if you see him in 23 minutes have six assists, to me, that's a damn good thing. My next takeaway, Patrick Williams is going to play a lot this year. Guess who had the most minutes played of anybody off the bench last night? Well, actually, it was Tomas Sadoransky. But Patrick Williams played 25 minutes off the bench. He scored 12 points on 5 of 9 shooting, 3 rebounds, no assists. He also had 3 fouls. But what I want to say about Patrick Williams is this. He was a sixth man at Florida State. He was a guy that was basically put into a bench role because they figured he would be that much more effective coming off the bench at just 19 years of age in college. Now, as a 19-year-old in the pros, Patrick Williams is going to be in that same role. And look, I think moving forward, Patrick Williams is going to be in the starting lineup. Not this year. Not while you have Otto Porter Jr. and Laurie Markkinen still under contract on this team. 
I think it is good for Patrick Williams' development that he is going to be that guy coming off the bench, that he is going to be that sixth man that can spell anybody from the three to the five position because that's where I can view him playing. And that's what was so impressive about his performance last night in his first time putting on an NBA uniform. A job well done by Patrick Williams. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to give you a couple of more takeaways and what to look forward to in the next game against the Houston Rockets. Stick around. We'll be right back here on the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. All right, friends, it's Hoop Ball promo time. This is a huge, huge week for everyone at Hoop Ball because all of our 2020-2021 NBA season products are finally for sale. Stick with us here because there's a lot to go over, but we almost never push our Hoop Ball products, and this is the window during the year where we need to power the engine. Here's what's out. The Draft Guide. This is our flagship, our shining beacon, the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. Our guys went 400 players deep again this year. A future access pass to the Brewski 150 is also out. If you don't know the Brewski 150, you need to know now. It's the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years. And new for this year, Hoop Ball is unveiling our monthly membership plans. I'll try to keep this part as short as I can. We have the Fantasy Pass, which includes the Draft Guide, the Brewski 150, the also-new DFS Pass, and all of our in-season premium tools. The DFS Pass is also available on its own, if that's your thing. We have the new Wager Pass for sports bettors who want picks and analysis, and we have the Hoop Ball 360. That sucker has all the stuff above, plus even earlier access to the Brewski 150. Head to hoop-ball.com or follow at HoopBallFantasy on Twitter now. Now, to learn more and to get yours. Welcome back here on the HoopBall Chicago Bulls podcast. A stat that I did not notice last night, but Jeff Mangurton, who is the Bulls radio coordinator for 670 The Score, pointed this out. The Rockets had a 35-0 points-off turnovers advantage at one point in the game. That's not acceptable. Even for the first preseason game, to me, that's not acceptable. And it's pretty clear to me that that's the type of stat that you find in the first preseason game of the year. That's not something that you find during the middle of the season. Bulls had 20 turnovers. The Rockets had just five. That's why the disparity was so big. The Rockets basically didn't turn the ball over at all. And the Bulls turned the ball over a lot. Laurie Markkinen had four turnovers on his own. The starting lineup of Markkinen, Carter, White, Levine, Porter excluded because he didn't have one, they had 11 of the 20 turnovers. So the Bulls have got to do a better job of not turning the ball over. Patrick Williams also, by the way, on his own, had three turnovers off the bench. So that's something that the rookie is going to have to improve on. Again, game one, we don't want to overreact to anything. Overreactions really don't work. Also, one thing on the Bulls' defense, it wasn't just the three-point shots. They were letting Houston get to the lane all night long. This is what Billy Donovan said after the game. Quote, the thing that I thought where we got to improve upon is there were way too many drives to the basket uncontested. I thought they had a lot of paint points. He didn't provide enough help. We didn't shrink the floor enough. I didn't think our help was great enough there. And he was referring to Wendell Carter Jr. in regards to the help defense. And this is what Billy Donovan has to say about really the ass kicking that the Bulls were delivered last night. Quote, 
This was really good for us because we got our ass kicked in a lot of ways, which was good. But I think it also gives us a point of reference from the standpoint of things that we have to focus on and where we have to get better. We did not guard the ball well enough. We did not help well enough. And we didn't block out well enough. We've got to build those habits, end quote. Billy Donovan, I mean, he's preaching to the choir here. He's basically telling us everything that we pretty much knew about what we saw in last night's game. But it's good to know that your coach sees the same problems that we do. This is why you brought Billy Donovan in, because he's somebody that has been through the trenches at the college level, has been through the trenches at the NBA level. He knows what he's looking at, which is such a ridiculous thing to say when it's the coach of an NBA team, but that is what we've been trained to think when you've had Jim Boylan as your coach for the last year and a half, although it feels like longer, honestly. Just be comforted to know that Jim Boylan is still fired. That is what we all are comforted to know. So a couple of other Bulls items before we sign off on this morning after recap pod of the Bulls. 125-104 loss to the Houston Rockets in game one of the preseason. Thad Young was out with a lower leg infection. This is from 670 The Score's Cody Westerland. Bulls forward Thad Young will miss the team's preseason opener against the Rockets on Friday due to a lower left leg infection. Young had been bothered by the issue recently but went through a shoot-around in the morning. Afterward, he visited the doctors who suggested he sit out. It's unclear how long Young will be out. And this is what Billy Donovan said. Quote, he was dealing with a little bit of a lower leg infection that really was not too terrible, to be honest with you. And then today in shoot-around, he kind of came in and it was bothering him, but he said he was fine. And then he went through shoot-around. They wanted to take him to the doctor, took him to the doctor, and they advised with a lower leg infection that he sit out tonight and not play. I think they're testing him just to see what can be done to get him back. I don't know how long he'll be out, but we'll probably have more information tomorrow after some of these tests get returned. So Thad Young... Out of last night's preseason opener, I expect that Thad Young will play some form of a role off the bench because he is still a part of this roster at this point and because they weren't able to trade him. He will be a part of the mix for this year. If he has some value, he'll be traded at the deadline. The key for Thad Young is to be healthy and to be a contributor in order to get himself to a contender. Otherwise, he's going to be stuck in Chicago the rest of this year, which I don't think he wants to do. But it's well worth noting that Thad Young is going to be a part of the rotation. Thad Young is a guy the Bulls are going to rely upon for some veteran leadership. It's important to have him around. So you want him playing. You want him playing in the range of about 15 to 17 minutes a night, I believe, at this point. But if Thad Young is going to be out for the foreseeable future... That opens up opportunities for Daniel Gafford to get more minutes. It potentially opens up opportunities for Noah Vonley to get minutes. And I hope it doesn't open up any opportunities for Cristiano Felicio to get minutes because Billy Donovan made it pretty clear. Cristiano Felicio isn't even playing in a preseason game. And I am totally fine with that. That's going to do it here on the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. We'll be back with another preseason recap after the Bulls play the Rockets on Sunday night. We'll see if we have anything different, if Thad Young plays, if the defense is better, if Wendell Carter Jr.'s shooting is better, and a whole lot of other fun items to talk about. Make sure you go check out all of our Hoopball podcasts. Go to hoop-ball.com, and you can find all of our Hoopballers right there. Click on a podcast that you want to listen to. 
Read our articles, subscribe, all the good stuff. Have a great rest of your Saturday, and as always, go Bulls! This has been a Hoop Bull presentation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.